Kane is in the building. Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast. Just feeling a little bit better, so we got the second one in this week. All right, that song right there, what TV show is that from? That TV show, I know it immediately. That's the theme from Maud. <laughs> Man, you're good. That is yeah. the theme from Maud. Oh, you know what it is. You know it's Ballers? No, is that right? Yeah, that, figured you know it because you, you That's like That's funny. I would not have figured that out. Okay. I, I did. You know, I liked that show, and then this year I just couldn't take it anymore. I, I a lot it. of it was kind of like with the Raiders and stuff, though. Yeah, I got. Uh, I could not take Steve Gutenberg. I couldn't take um, the guy from what show was that old prick from? You know the guy who plays his boss. Yeah, West Wing. See a West Wing guy. He was on like one of those shows. Yeah, I just I got I got sick of the whole cast. They did. That show's created by the yeah. same guys that created Entourage, and, and it the way Entourage ended reminded me of what happened with Ballers, where they thought they were a little too clever, a little too cute, and it just was, it became annoying. It, it Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Steve Gutenberg, because the other day I'm watching a movie from the 80s, which funny, I hated the movie when I was a kid and I saw it. I remember my friend's dad took us to see the movie Diner. And a lot of people oh, love Diner. Yeah, yeah. Are you a Diner fan? Yeah, like and, it. And I'm like, Steve Gutenberg's career at one point was really going in the right direction. Oh, yeah, three men and a baby. And all of a sudden, the guy's moving back in with his family. He has no money. He's broke. He's What What happened to Steve Gutenberg? Everything yeah, where did they go? Going, everything was going so well. So when he just dropped his name, it made me laugh. And he's like, dude, I've been living with my parents for the last 20 years. I read an article about Brandon Frazier that said the same thing. Another really? guy like that, where they're just kind of on a run and then all of a sudden they're done yeah yeah i i man i don't know i see a lot of people i see people in media i'm like god damn how how do they pay the bills what do they do all day that Where is do they funny go to say work? that because we know so many people that will say you get used to living whatever that lifestyle that paid you at that sure. time so if you're making let's say you're making two million dollars a year you get used to spending two million dollars you are having a yeah. budget of two million and yeah. then when it changes, they're done. You see it pro athletes all the time. All the time. I mean, Vin Baker was working at a goddamn Starbucks. That right? Yeah, he lost $130 million. God dang. You know? God dang. And all of a sudden, yeah, I think it was the Milwaukee Bucks just hired him as like an assistant coach just to help him out. Yeah. But yeah, same same damn situation. But you he see should all get a pension at some point, yeah, right? you should get a pension at some point. But he may not be old enough to claim it. Yeah. Man, I, I that to me... Should be the thing. And, and the Chargers had that with Arthur Hightower, who I like a lot and had a lot of conversations with, guys that were there to help you plan for life after yeah. football. But but you have to be a willing audience. If you're not a willing audience, uh, Art or anybody else can sit there and preach all day. But but if you're if you're not willing to listen, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to be done and done quick. You know, it's funny. When you talk about money, there are, there are five kids that have played for me growing up that now play for major league franchises. Okay. And, but they haven't hit, none of them have hit that big money. You know, I mean, you're talking the Bryce Harper kind of money. No sure. one's come close to making millions and millions of dollars. But I get nervous for these kids when I see them buying cars or tattoos or watches or stuff that I'm going, okay, what's the investment? What are you getting back on your money? It makes me a little bit nervous that they go in that direction. And then the other day, I was looking through the payrolls for different teams. Cause you, uh -huh. you talk money a lot. I always find it interesting to say, okay, are you spending smart money? 
And I was looking at the Dodgers, and for instance, a guy like Clayton Kershaw yeah. makes $35 million a year. Okay, right? so it comes out to, even if he was healthy, and he's not going to be healthy the whole year, but it comes out to a million dollars a start, mm-hmm. all right? And then you look at a guy like Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger yeah. and those guys who are playing every single day, they make 500000 a year. Yeah. You know, is that, that I mean, they're making half the money Kershaw makes in, in a start, basically. And they're, they're roommates. And you, you, know, you see guys who are living together and you're going, well, that's still a lot of money. And yeah, if things work out, I'm not complaining about Major League Baseball players on how much money they make. But man, when it gets crazy, I mean, crazy money. Like Kershaw yeah. could opt out and ask for $50 million next year. And whatever, Bryce Harper could get $400 million. Just, just insane money. And you go, okay, can you hold on to it? Brett Boone, who was supposed to be on the show with us yesterday. Yep. And will come on with us uh, very soon. One of the things I know you said you were going to ask him. Oh, yeah. About money. And how many people come to you and say, hey, can I borrow money? Can I invest in money? And, and we'll ask him how that goes. Because people know at one point in your life, you had a lot of money. I'd also ask him, are you nervous about money? Yeah. Like, uh, is it? nervous when you're when you're writing checks and you don't always have checks coming in yeah yeah no uh my apologies to brett because brett was locked to go yesterday and uh and i'm fighting malaria i'm not <laughs> hiding it and uh and then tonight i was just like well screw it we'll just go because there's yeah. so much going on yesterday to me I swear we are right in the middle of what is happening and i think it's great i do i like it there, there's so many different layers to this story. Let me let me start from one end, and, and then we'll get into the, the meat and potatoes. You know who has fallen off the face of the earth is 1360. Yeah. And and if I'm 1360, I, I would think if I'm the guys in the lineup, you have to be looking going, man, we're not even in this. Like, what, what are we doing today? Are, are we talking about Tyson Ross? Uh, right? Are we are we talking about? Hey, is Brad Hand still an all star? <laughs> you you got to be sitting there going, "This sucks. We're done." Thirteen sixty, because people like the drama. It's why Dave we we talk about. It. It's why reality TV works so well. Of course, Real Housewives work. All these shows work because the funniest shows. I don't watch Real Housewives at all. But if I'm flipping around and one of those reunion shows are on, I have no idea who any of the people are. I have no idea what any of the storylines yeah. are. All I know is that there's going to be some pretty hot chicks that, that might get in a fight. Yes. And I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Um, 1360 <laughs> is just done. They're boring. They're no longer relevant because, hey, here comes the new head coach from USD basketball. And you go, what? You know what is fascinating to me about this whole thing? Because, and not to compare radio to your entertainment value of, of sports, of the Chargers or the Padres or anything mm-hmm. else if you're a sports fan, but this has become such a big story between 1090 and 97.3 and Cilio and Kaplan and everything that's gone on and Klein and the whole deal. This has become a national story. Yeah. I mean, this has become a really big news that has come out of San Diego. And as much as people are entertained of what's going on, you're right, and we've had so many bosses in the past that would say, "Don't, don't step into that pool. Don't, oh, it's don't so do that." Dumb. And we used to say all the time, "Wait a second, we got shit to say." No, no, no. We've never had anyone that would approve what we want to do. With the yeah. way uh, Mike Glickenhouse is letting Scott Kaplan go and speak his mind, it really Darren is, and Darren Woods, and, and yeah, you're you're right. Woods, Darren, Kaplan, everyone in the it's building great. basically at some point in social media has kind of jumped in. 
and it is so entertaining to watch. I mean, it happens to be that we we kind of a little bit involved in this whole thing as well. I think more than a little, a little bit. Yeah. So it is. It's fun. You and I love this shit. Yeah. Because we always think it's we right can. Up our alley. Yeah, we can hold our own, and we sure. kind of, we kind of uh, welcome it in a little bit. But you're right; they've become irrelevant. I talked to Mike Costa today for a little bit, yeah. and it had nothing to do about radio. And anyone at thirteen sixty might freak out that Mike and I have conversations. Mike and I were friends before he, he signed yeah. his last contract. Sorry, at thirteen sixty. Shut up. Mike and I never talk business. You never say what's going on in the building. Sure. Now, I never put Mike in that situation no. because I know management Mike wouldn't want it. Mike doesn't know shit. They just stay quiet. Nobody, nobody talked to Mike. <laughs> kind of like Ted Knight on uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Nobody talked to Mike. But we we just had a regular conversation, and he's like, oh, my God, this has become a gigantic story. I didn't say to Mike, you guys are left out of it. This You're is a story it. you guys, unfortunately, aren't in because this is a national story all of a sudden. Kaplan has become appointment radio. Yes, yes. And, and I think Darren already was appointment radio. Here's for me. Yeah. I go to lunch at 12 o'clock. I go to 1090. And I think Stevie Woods um, has pumped life into that morning show. He yes. can't do an interview, but he has pumped life into that morning show, which I think is great. And you know what I like? You know what I really like about Stevie Woods being there? You can clearly hear Ben Higgins having fun. And it, I like that. because That's funny you say that because there are times I listen and I go, is that the same Ben? Not saying Ben's that Ben was bored with Grisello or Togers or anything no. like that, but he sounds, there's a different personality coming out of Ben. I think it's great. I think it's great for Ben because he's a good dude, and I think there was probably some people that were concerned, was Woods too crazy for Ben, and I think they're having a blast. Yeah. And I think it's really funny that they're a week into doing shows together, and I think it's only going to get stronger and better as they go. Did you hear... Did you hear those two idiots when they had Sister Jean on yesterday? No, and Sister I didn't Jean catch that. said Ann Arbor was a whore. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, right? Um, but 1360's done. Yeah. Nobody's tuning in to hear what Pete Fox has to say about what, what happened. Pete so, Fox, by the way, I got to tell you this story real quick because yeah. I, I, my alarm goes Never off. Never met him in my life. Okay. I worked, I did a show with him once. Yeah, I know. I did, I did, <laughs> I did a great show. I did a show with, it was funny. It was the last show ever in that old studio before we moved into the, the most oh, recent man, studio. And I was okay. thinking, Jeff and I opened the studio. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm part of them closing the studio. So I, it, Pete, they stuck Pete with me. And it was one of those weird days where they go, okay, you're going to do mornings with Jeff. And I need to come back in the afternoon and do the afternoon oh, show. The cannons were out. And I never met Pete Fox in my life. Well, Pete doesn't know shit. He didn't know who Peyton Manning was a first round pick, let alone the first overall pick. Like he, he basically hundred percent. Like he called me a liar on there. Oh my god! And I was like, everybody driving around right now thinks you're an idiot. And so uh, he's a little bit off. So I'm listening yesterday, and I, and I flip on. First thing I do is I walk downstairs, and I'll flip on 1090, and I'll flip on 1360. I just want to see. Yeah. Okay. If I was doing a show, would I be relevant? Would I be on target with the audience, the way they're going? And so Judd's doing the show. Nick, I guess, is on vacation. Who knows for how long? But Nick's on vacation, and yeah. and Pete Fox is there talking about Ichiro. And oh, God. Judd makes a comment because he didn't realize how old Ichiro was. He goes, "I didn't even know he was in his forties." And Pete says, "Well, you know what they say: Jap doesn't crack." And I went, "Holy shit! Oh, Jesus. he's in he's in a lot of trouble now. You can't go on the radio and say that." Well, you're in trouble if somebody's listening other Boom. than you. Nobody, nobody was listening. Nothing no. happened. 
nothing happened. It's no, like a, one time I was working for a station in LA, 1150, where no one was listening. The guy was doing a car show on a Sunday morning. And yeah. he said the reason they don't have NASCAR down in Mexico is because every time they pull in for a pit stop, all the guys come running out of the crowd and steal your rims and your radio yep. out of your car. And I went, you're done. Uh, he goes, what do you mean? I go, you're going to be fired tomorrow. Yeah. Guess what? He wasn't fired. He was no. back this week. Nobody was listening. No. But it was so offensive. Ella and blowing I- up Petco Park. Yeah. <laughs> it was on 1360. Nobody was listening. How does that happen in a major market in a morning show? Yeah. And not one person freaks out because, as you said, no one must have been listening. No. Except me on my app as I'm waiting for the coffee to be ready. Now, the funny thing is, I I think they have guys at 1360 that if they let them be involved in would this, be would be great. Costa would be great. Hartman would be great. Willard would be great. Willard, this is right up Willard's alley. He would be great in this, turning him loose. Yeah. Uh, I think Ornberger would be funny in this. Um, Judd, to me, would be... Judd's a pretty bright guy. I think Judd would have fun with it. But the guys, to me, where you would really turn them loose, really even more than Mike, are are Willard and, and Steve. Probably pretty good call. Yeah, I think yeah. Willard and Steve would have a blast with this. And I think they'd be great. But you have a pussy as a PD who's going to neuter the station, and another little bitch is his assistant PD. So fuck them; they're not going to do shit. I, tell you, I give credit for uh, for Glickenhaus. Number one, Scott's been around the market long enough where there's almost so much you could say to Scott on what you want him to do and what he will do. Yeah, Darren has so much power; he's had so much success in his time slot. God, he's he can do it, it though. He is. I, I kind of like it. You're seeing a different side of him. Yeah. But no one's going to tell Darren what to do because he's no. very successful. They need Darren, okay? But for yeah. Stevie Woods, who's brand new in the building, that you think right. you're a new baby and Turn we're going to try to do it, they have no one has obviously stepped on his neck to say, hey, this isn't going to work for you. Turn him loose. And it's the best thing I think to happen in that morning show. Turn him loose. And what they're doing is, uh, for somebody that likes the horse races, they are they are just pulling away. It's so much more compelling where they are now and they can do this story. So um, 1360 is irrelevant. 1090 uh, yesterday, and I think it's great, because Kaplan knows Cilio so well that he realizes that Cilio in the afternoon can't stop listening to Scott's show. So there's this live tweet banter that had been going on that you and I just kind of sat back and watched. Neither one of us were blocked by Cilio, and he could sit back and just kind of watch it and respond to it. Um, but then, you know, we just realized he's a big dope, <laughs> big oaf. And uh, and he started chirping at, at Darren and everything else. And I swear, he blocked me after I, I mentioned that we booked Darren. Darren got me blocked by, by Shrek. <laughs> And so uh, last yesterday, in the 4 o'clock hour, all of a sudden people are going crazy because now Cilio's taking shots at you and me, and he's talking about how great he did when he was at 1090 when we were on 1360. Well, if the you better fucking beat 1360. Nobody can hear it. Yeah. I mean, and Dave just said, nobody can hear it. Nobody even knows that station's there. You better fucking win in the mornings. Or, or you're a dipshit. But I I died laughing. When I'm seeing all these these tweets coming in from, from Cilio, I was like, yay, hey. I was like, we got blocked, and now we're in the Twitter war. I was like, yeah, here we go. 
Um, Scott was great. And and I know Scott, I don't know what percentage of, of it was to screw with Cilio and how much was for us. I, I appreciate what he said um, about this show. I too. And I also laughed when he said that we blew up the bridge at Intercom. Well, I'm going to blow it up again, and here's why. I don't have, I don't want to work at this stage in my life. I don't want to work for people that I don't respect. And not only is Cilio a no talent oaf, which he is, and if Cilio thinks he can hang with this fucking show that we're doing today that we couldn't do at 1360, he's out of his fucking mind. He's out of his fucking mind. All he needs to do is air check five minutes of any show. We'll fucking curb stomp him. He's a fucking weirdo. And he's a fucking pervert. And I'm going to tell you why he's a fucking weirdo and why he's a fucking pervert. Because women in that building don't like him. He leers at them when he looks at them. And why I don't ever want to fucking work in that building with the current management team is they don't do shit about it. Yeah. Because Bob Bollinger is a fucking twerp. He's a fucking twerp who's scared and has quit on his company. You fucking tell that guy... If I see you leering at another woman, I will run you the fuck out of here and I will embarrass you publicly. But they don't because they're scared. And you know what? If he looked at my fucking soon-to-be ex-wife, yeah. your wife, uh, anybody's sister, mother, daughter, the way that he has looked at women, I'd fucking run him out of that building. But they're scared, they're pussies, and they're getting everything they deserve. Fuck Cilio. You want to try running with this show? We'll fucking crush you, you fucking pervert, weirdo. People have asked us, when are you guys going to pull that card? Now, here's the deal. As I said in Twitter. He leers at women. I, He's I, I a don't. fucking creep. He's a fucking creep. Hacksaw used to do the same shit. I He's thought it was another bizarre. fucking dipshit. He used to do the same shit. Rub yeah. up against women. The whole deal is disgusting. Yeah, well, Saw's out of yeah. Saw's, yeah. Saw doesn't it, it, matter it, anymore. But, but again, where's management? You know, yeah. especially fucking now weirdo. what's going on. It's it's so fucking bizarre. So here here's the deal. We all have the card. I've said this before, and, and, and people say, are you guys bluffing? Look, we aren't bluffing. I'll be honest with you. The only thing holding back, I, don't, I can't speak for anyone else who has the card and has the juice on, on Cilio. And we said, as we said before when we started over there, hey, good for anybody that has a radio job and has a radio contract. Yeah. Best of luck to you. But then when you want to start playing the game, you're telling me right now you're dancing with the wrong people. You're picking the wrong people to mess with. We, Jeff and I don't work for a radio station right now. We don't fucking care. We can say whatever we, we want. We don't fucking care. Say whatever we want. You don't want to say whatever we want. And I'm telling you right now, it, we're only looking out because you're a family guy. I'll leave it at that. You're a family guy, and I worry about your family. He's and what would a fucking it do, weirdo. What would it, yeah, I would. But the, no, the, he is. What, yeah, he's I, a I understand. weirdo. Yeah, he's a weirdo. And what you think is a weirdo, what we just Leering. told you, why is a weirdo now, is nothing compared to what the card is everybody has. The smart move is to shut the fuck up and try and do the best show he can do, which I'm, yeah. uh, unfortunately I'm telling you it's not entertaining. But at the same time, it, it, it's only out of respect for a guy that is married How with do they kids not that, that we have not pulled that card. Well, look, the shit that he said about this show, about ratings, or, I, I, I love shits. that shit. Yeah, and we felt we were handcuffed the whole time, so it doesn't matter to us. Go, go ahead. That's fine. We've kicked him in the fucking nuts for three months. Some point he had to fight back. I was, I, I swear I was so fired up that we were in the battle. But then you start hearing about how he leers at people in the building. I bet he makes Gene Knight uncomfortable. And the fucking greener doesn't need this at this stage of his career. He's a no, that to me is why 
I laughed when Cap was like, they napalm. I don't need to work. If you can't rein in a guy that brings no advertisers, no advertisers, no compelling programming, nothing, and he makes female employees uncomfortable with the way he looks at them and you allow that to happen, you should be ashamed of yourself. Great. You should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. So, no, I don't need to fucking check that bet. I don't. Yeah. I'm not selling out because of uh, the respect that I have for she's still today technically my wife. I would be embarrassing her as long as he was in the building. Run him the fuck out. Shit, give me a call. Check clears. Hey, what's up? How you doing? But, I, I, I mean, I, I just look at that and I go, what? You know, Mike D? Mike D's another fucking weirdo. Strangest He's just clear a path fucking, I've ever seen. Knows shit. I mean, it, it's just typical of radio. Now, look, I don't know. I don't, I don't pay attention. Maybe Mike's taken the other intercom stations and, and made them fantastic. But I, I tell you what, man. The the client thing is the first layer to this onion. There there are other issues within the talent on that building, and why they don't address it amazes me. Because the suicide thing is terrible. Yeah. I find it hysterical that a that a article came out today that said Klein probably used that photo without permission. When we worked at iHeart, we were told. That if you do a blog post or put anything on the website, they all had to be Getty Images yep. because iHeart had to deal with Getty Images. If you used a, an image, if you just went and did uh, Coronado Bridge and you found it and you used it, the company could get sued because even if you said, man, there is nothing more beautiful in early April than to drive over the Coronado Bridge... If you didn't have permission to use that image, iHeart could get sued. We were told over and over again. A story came out today that Kevin Klein, more than likely, the photographer said, it's not more than likely, the photographer said he didn't have my permission to use that photo. Now that photo can't be used again. That seems a little dramatic, well, well, it, 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 but it, I'm not the photographer. Yeah, that's what you're saying. He shit on my artwork. Uh, yeah. And now... That guy may have the opportunity to sue Intercom. Interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? And, yeah. and, and God dang, could, could they step in it anymore? They got this beautiful building with great equipment. Looks great. In a great part great of town. Great employees. I mean, you got the fastest car in the Indy 500, and you're yeah. running right into the fucking wall. You have K-Sun in there. You have Kixie in there. You have Sunny. You have 94.9. Um, who else is in there? Machines in there, but, but somebody else I'm forgetting it feels like is in there. Um, or was that it? Just I the think five you got them all. I think you yeah. got them all. But support staff is great. Sales staff is great. Um, it's just good people, and and they continue to give Klein no Klein on the air today. Nope. I mean, at what point do you go? Hey, we're done. And and why why do you continue to to let a guy like Cilio, uh on the air there? I just uh, I find it incredibly fascinating, and I just think it's great because Kaplan and Darren and Woods just beat the shit out of him every day. It looks like the old school, like when it was about a fifty on one. Yeah. You know, like when they see the the videos 
of like gangs and they do that jump in and there's just <laughs> one guy just getting I mean that's it but but that's it, exactly it, what it is but I I feel bad for the people in there that just say it's it's uncomfortable and the other thing that they did for that fucking weirdo is they made all the studios glass so he could just sit there and stare at people whoever walks away I mean walks by holy cow yeah that's that's unbelievable that that is incredible and I guarantee you I guarantee you the people at 1090 know I'm exactly right because I guarantee if you if you're doing it today you did it yesterday yeah. meaning that if you did it at this place you probably did it over there of course you did you know again for 1090 right now heading into baseball season in sports radio February is the the, the dead month nobody wants to work sports radio in February unless you have an NBA team a hockey team on your station it's very tough you head into baseball season you hope it starts to amp up and mm-hmm. sports fans start coming back this is the best thing that could happen at 1090 right now I, I mean the, the, again it, it becomes to the point where you can't turn the dial because because it comes back to what are they going to say next? What's, yeah. what's Woods going to say next? What's but, Darren? What's Kaplan? It has become appointment radio, just like you said, not just for Kaplan, but for the entire lineup right now. But what I also have noticed in all three of those shows, and probably Stevie and Ben less because they've only been going for a week, but you are hearing two shows in Darren's show and you're hearing it in Kaplan's show, absolutely, where they're having fun doing sports talk radio again. And look, for about whatever it's been, where are we, April? For the last 15 months, sports radio really hadn't been that fun in those towns. No, it hasn't. The NFL left. The baseball team was in transition. Uh, Steve Fisher left, right? There were a lot of things going on that that were a bit of an adjustment. The, The average sports fan here was grieving. But now... Look, the Aztecs were back in the tournament, made a run. The Padres are on the right track. Who gives a shit? It's four games. Yeah, if they start off 0-4. Rocky Long's doing his thing. But all of a sudden, they're going and you go, man, juices are flowing again. Juices are flowing again. I bet if you ask Scott Kaplan, he would tell you this is the most excitement, the most energy he has felt in years. Yeah, and I, I think here's the other thing, too. I think it carries on. If Klein is gone, it's, at some point they determine Klein's out. We got to do something. And even if Cilio's out at one point, I mean, I, I can't imagine Cilio's here for the long term, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, as much as you might want to stand by him and say, so we signed this guy to a contract. Why? How long does it take you to say, look, we just fucked up? The quicker we can admit our mistake and move forward is, is how we're going to be better off. But it hasn't gotten any better. He no. hasn't, it, the whole thing bragging about I can talk about whatever I want. Really? Talking to Gary Templeton every week? <laughs> is that right? <laughs> is that what makes it work? I mean, there, there's there's just nothing there. there. There's just nothing there. There's no entertainment value. Well, and what happened to the kid? Zeth? Uh, yeah. The where'd one that he, started with him? Yeah, where did he funny go? Is, I, again, I, I gave up on the show, and then someone sent me a note saying that kid walked away or he's gone. And then I flipped on, and I couldn't find the kid. I don't I don't know if he, he's there or not. I, I didn't, couldn't give it enough time. I'll be honest. I listened for one segment. sounded like the same thing without the kid. And then yeah. I was like, all right, fuck it. I guess he's gone. I can't, who knows? I went today because I wanted to hear. It's funny. I had not heard the show in a while. And so Darren was in a break. I was like, all right, well, let's see. Maybe he's talking about Twitter, right? Shit, maybe get the Dave and Jeff plug in there. And uh, he... <coughs> He's asking Ben Hogan questions. Some golf guy. If Tiger's comeback yeah. was the equivalent of Ben Hogan, and I was like, "Well, who the f- what? 
And I was like, all right, well, I, I guess I was like, I guess I won't get the answer to this compelling question. I just moved on. But I did. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tease you with that that fascinating debate yeah. as to Tiger coming back from Ben Hogan in a covered wagon accident. I, I don't know what happened to Ben Hogan. He was tied down by the pilgrims. He was, uh, I, I, I have no idea. But I was like, wow, life is too short yeah. to, to stick around for the answer of is the Ben Hogan comeback is as fascinating as oh, that's hilarious. Tiger. That's hilarious. Unbelievable. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about sports, though. Uh, and since you, you were right there with golf, I want to ask about golf. Yeah. Okay. You, one of the things you've always said is you've been at Pebble Beach a bunch in the last yep. few years. You go once a year for about the last, what, five, seven years you've been going? Uh, yeah, I think okay. seven straight years. Seven straight years to, to Pebble Beach. So you love golf. You love golf courses. You love to be places in life where major events have happened. You've talked Correct. about the Masters a lot to me. You said that is one of your dream places, your bucket list places that you want to go. Correct. To the Masters. Are you more excited about the Masters now that Tiger's playing better golf? No doubt. No doubt, man. It's great. And and it leads in perfect. Um, we hope you will join us on Sunday. We have a live podcast coming up. It is going to be a blast. We're going to be at Cali Comfort in Spring Valley. Um, it'll be a WrestleMania viewing party going on at the same time. This is what I will say. I don't think there's a reason to say it, but I will. There are going to be people that are coming out there strictly for WrestleMania. There are people that are coming out for the Dave and Jeff podcast, and I think there'll be some people that are both. For me, I'll tell you the truth. I, I like both. I mean, I obviously like the podcast, but um, we're expecting a big crowd. We think it's... But, as I've always said to people, it's going to be great. It will be better if you're there. Yeah. We want... If you can hear this... You and your friends are invited. Please come out. Uh, we are going to be on the back patio. The podcast is going to start probably 6.15 to 6.30. Uh, we will record it. It will be available wherever you're listening to this one within a day or two of, of being out there live. Um, but I will tell you what I've said to Dave and what I said to Sean today. It will not be the 247 marathon that we did yeah. the other night with Darren. It will not be our usual two-hour we're probably going to go an hour 15 because if we get going at about 6.15, 6.30, it'll get us out about 7.15. Dave, the only two I know, I know it'll be John Cena and The Undertaker. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. And we'll be done in plenty of time to see Ronda Rousey make her WWE debut. There you go. But, uh, man, there's no place like Cali Comfort. I couldn't be more thrilled that uh, Sean Walchef is hosting us. And is thrilled to have us, but uh, but that would be the only thing. If you're not a big WrestleMania fan, so what? That's part of what that party is. It's why we booked it for that night because we thought that's a fun group. Wrestling fans are great. I hope I hope there's a bunch of guys walking in that have the belt over the shoulder. <laughs> I love those guys. And uh, and if you're coming out for the podcast or you're coming yeah. out for WrestleMania, like I told Sean, I'm I'm into both of them, man. So coming out, get there early. Uh, hang out. You're going to have incredible food. We're going to have That's a lot of fun. The food's going to be great. Yep. Um, I mean, it's worth it. The food's going to be great. The food's always great. If you're coming and out. And the Masters is going to be on, too. That's yes. what I was going to say. Uh, we have the final round of the Masters. And, of course, the final round of the Masters is going to be on all the TVs. So we'll have Masters on, Padres on. 
into WrestleMania at 4. Dave and I will flip the mics on. There'll be a PA system. You can hear it live. We're going to do everything right there at about 6.15. We'll all hang out together and watch Ronda Rousey. And uh, yeah, it'll be a hell of a night. I hope you all can make it. If you come on out to, to see the podcast, you want to uh, meet us, you listen to this podcast, you support the podcast, please introduce yourself. Don't please. just be one of those guys that, that shows up and leaves. Please introduce yourself. And I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm so bad with the names and faces. I've probably met some of you be- plenty of times before. Please do it again. Yeah. It's a, it's just it's not a slide. I just suck at it. All right. But uh, pl- please do not leave without uh, saying who you are and uh, and supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad Sean will not have to buy anybody dinner. Apparently, the banners in Little Italy are down. I appreciate everybody who went out and looked for them. Uh, but there'll be another time and another place, and we're going to get those fuckers. <laughs> we're going to get those fucking banners. Kaplan told me he wants one yeah. for all the hype he's done for this show recently. He absolutely gets one. That'd be fantastic. You and I will have one in the garage, and then the third one we will use to bury the coffin of Leisure Fryer when we finally put that old fucking <laughs> witch in the ground. We'll just hang it over, yeah. you know, like they do with like the Irish flag. Yes. Or the, the U.S. flag. We'll just put the Cilio flag because he jerked him off today on Twitter. We'll put the Cilio flag. Cool, right, right over, the over top there. Of the coffin. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> put that old fucking goat right in the ground where he belongs. Right, right. Put him right in the Tijuana River. It's <laughs> where we're gonna bury him. All right. So, uh, Padre baseball. We didn't get a chance to touch on it. Actually, we haven't touched on all since opening day. But for the Padres, actually tonight they're they're doing well. As we tape this podcast right now, they're playing the Rockies in Game Two, and the Padres are, are playing well. And it's funny, Villanueva, people are like, who the hell is Christian Villanueva? Already has two home runs in the game that, nice. that we're watching. Hopefully it ends up more than that by the time you open the newspaper tomorrow or look at the box score tomorrow. But uh, the Padres, the 0-4, you mentioned so what? We, yeah. I, I can't say enough over and over again about this process. You're going to forget about this year when things finally start working. I, I watched the Houston Astros get their rings tonight. I don't oh, know if you, beautiful. You caught it all. But the first thing they said is, they go, the guy that started moving us forward in 2012, 2013, here's the guy. And they introduced the GM, and yeah. they basically were saying, this is a process. We're world champions because of this guy. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. easy getting here, and it hurt for a couple of years, but we forgot all about that because guess who just raised that banner for 2017, the Houston Astros. So if you're freaking out about Padre baseball right now, what the fuck did he expect? I mean, the, the pitch oh. in's dog shit. Yeah, no, well, it's fine. Um, I will tell you, today's Tuesday – a week from Thursday, I'm heading to Elsinore, going okay. to Elsinore for the home opener. And I, I can't wait to go up there. At some point this year, Mackenzie Gore is expected to come through Elsinore. Chris Paddock's expected to come through Elsinore. Um, but right now, Morion's going to be there, Adrian Morion. Uh, they start on the road, so I don't know who else he pitch. But Buddy Reed's going to be there. Jorge Ona's going to be there. And uh, I'm stoked, man. Now, it's crazy. Tatis Jr. never never played there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, went from Fort Wayne right to AA. Okay. So we never got to see him, which is kind of a drag. It's kind of a drag for us here, but you hopefully you're going to get a chance to see him for many, many years oh, in San will. Diego. Yeah, you will. But, yeah, Dave, I, I, I could not be less concerned. Um, I mean, look, Myers banged up right now. I mean, the talk was Myers added 20 pounds of muscle. Does he look 20 pounds bigger? He doesn't look 20 pounds bigger than me. 20 pounds of muscle is ridiculous. Guys who will work out and will tell you they try and build muscle, they say you're lucky if you can build 10 in a year. 20 pounds yeah. always seems a little crazy. Like, I think you added a little too much. You're going to become injury prone. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I hope not with the tricep and the uh, and the back issue going on. But, I mean, now you want to see what's up with Renfro, right? Yeah. You, well, see you and I want to see what's guys. up with Renfro. Do you feel like the Padres have made it so uncomfortable for Renfro that it's going to be almost impossible for him to have success? Like, they're almost like, does he feel like he's in a no-win situation? Hard to say. He doesn't look comfortable at all. He made a great defensive play in, in the game that we're watching tonight. But you look at Renfro, he's off to a bad start. He's 167. You start well, wondering, do you start pressing and well, going, one, I mean, 167, shit. how many at-bats is he it, it, Not a ton. I mean, no one on the team has more than 20 at-bats at, at this point yeah. in the season. I mean, people are freaking out about Chase Headley. It's only a nine at-bats. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, this is a game to me, you're best, you best play it when you're relaxed. If you Hedges feel like, out again tonight? No, it's, yeah, Hedges is out. I mean, Hedges, again, is running through problems with, with injuries and back issues and everything else that's, that's going on. But for, for the Padres, you know, the, the first few games against the Brewers and then the Rockies. and Good teams. It, it, good teams. But, you know, it's funny. I heard Mark Grant say that. And I said, well, when you're the Padres, every team you face is a good team. I mean, that's just where it's going to be in 20, 2018. I don't know that I would say that about the Reds. No, but you, and the thing is, there are a couple teams that are just dog shit, right? I yeah. mean, the Padres are the only team not to have a win right now. Well, the Royals are dog shit. Yeah. The Tigers are terrible. The Marlins are going to be terrible. They're Pirates yeah. are going to be terrible. There, there's those group of teams that are just going to be bad, which is not their year, and they know it. If yeah. you aren't going to have a chance to make the postseason, then you might as well say we got to change things around. I think, uh, as you'll often hear, they need to find power at the bottom of the lineup. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah. That's the big talk. That's the popular move this year. you got to find power at the bottom. Um, What? <laughs> you shut your mouth over there. <laughs> Look, don't uh, stop. I, I mean, Hedges being banged up is what you want to watch, right? I mean, that's where you go. Okay, you got a veteran guy in AJ Ellis that can step in, but how many games hey, do you want AJ Ellis? You don't want AJ Ellis playing more than sixteen games a year. I mean, yeah. you, you don't. Yeah, I mean that's it. But then you go around, you go, okay, but if Myers is out for an extended period of time, maybe Renfro gets that chance to play because. You go, well, I don't know how I feel about an outfield of Renfro, Margot, and Perella, but and then you go, God dang, man, if we're if we're Renfro, Margot, Perella, and then you go, what are we, Spangenberg, Galvis, Headley? Yeah. Well, Villanueva is funny. He got the start at third today with his two yeah. home runs. Well, that's but Villanueva, good. by the way, if anyone's wondering who the hell Christian Villanueva was, he was called up for a little bit last year. He played a yeah, little he bit well. last year. But he, he is a guy that's you know 28 years old. I mean, he's that not crazy? the future. He's yeah, just no. a guy that you're going to see. He's remember, a bridge guy. Yeah. Remember that guy? He's that guy. Yeah, he's a bridge guy. Yeah. I mean, he may be Ryan Schimpf yeah. in, in a little ways. But but yeah, for right now, you're just you're just biding time. You're just biding time. And, and I think... What I like is you're going to figure out who are the guys that can hang. But I, I just, you know, I look at, uh, oh, I was reading Sports Illustrated. Okay. Uh, and this is funny, too. Sports Illustrated, it was the baseball preview issue. It had yeah. Mike Trout and Otani on. had my car for a couple of weeks. And I'm just reading some of the different team breakdowns. And you get to the Nationals. They're talking about Trey Turner, and it's it's always the opposing scout view, right? Well, I'm like, who who's the opposing scout? Cantera? <laughs> and uh, they go, uh, every time I watch Trey Turner play, I can't believe San Diego gave up on him. And you're like, yeah, there's yeah, fucker, there's a bunch <laughs> of us that feel that way. 
But then you realize that Sousa went in that deal. Sousa went to San Diego, and then San Diego flipped Steven Sousa to Tampa Bay wow. for Will Myers. And now you go, shit, that's another yeah. all-star outfielder. Yeah. So even if you right. had kept Sousa here, which you forget about because yeah. you just think Trey Turner and Joe Ross yeah. becomes Will Myers. But I looked at that, and I go, what? Yes. Who's now with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now you got a guy who you had who's now in your division. But he's a he's a 25-30 home yep. run guy. Yeah, he's the guy that got to replace J.D. Martinez. Yeah. But uh, I'm just looking at that, and you go, fuck. Fuck! <laughs> because you forget about that. You forgot that you got those guys yeah. came in that deal, and you go, yeah. Right. Now, I, I looked at that, I go, I, I might have to go back and look at that whole trade again. Yeah. You called it, though. You did say it right from the beginning. Immediately, I, remember I hated that deal. That second. That second you said it to me, you go, shit, I love Trey Turner. This is a bad move. Yeah, I hated that move yeah. immediately. And then when I talk to people at the Nationals, will tell me, you don't understand. We like Trey Turner more than we like Bryce Harper. I mean, they love Trey Turner. Well, he's a, yeah. he's a threat. He's yeah. a legit. I mean, he's a solid defensive shortstop. And solid's not even fair. He's a 15 to 17 home run guy, and he's probably a 50 stolen base yes, guy. Yes, easy. Well, and what's he going to hit you, 265? Yeah. For now. He'll probably hit closer to 300 as his career Shut goes forward. Shut the fuck up. Okay, I made the point. <laughs> Nobody needs a fucking smartass right now. Hey, I'm not me. the one that brought it up. Yeah. Nobody needs a fucking smartass at this point. I'll tell you what. Save your <laughs> bullshit. Um, yeah. I, I don't – I just – I, I didn't I, I didn't mind any of the other yeah. moves. I really didn't. I didn't mind any of the other moves that happened. I didn't mean I didn't mind that they held out. That they didn't immediately flip Kimbrell that Buster only freaked out about. Well, you ended up getting Margot and Swahe and Logan Allen, I think. I, I think I got that right. I mean, you got some pretty good pieces yeah, coming I love back. Kimbrel. Kimbrel's great. No, I I got it. Yeah. But but you got three guys that are going to be okay. You did fine in that. Uh, but but that was the deal when you looked at it and you go, man. Because the Kimbrough deal, I mean, you gave up Max Freed, right? You gave yeah. up – didn't Malik Smith go in that deal who was going to start in the outfield for – see, Malik Smith was traded in one of those deals. And now because of the way the Rays have broken everything down – He's going to end up getting a chance to play in the yeah. outfield. And they go, there's another guy that's going to be a 50 stolen base guy. Yeah. So, but the Souza thing, you hit, at least I go, God damn it. <laughs> right? <laughs> because I will say this, man. I am, yeah. not, I am not sold on the mental commitment part of Will Myers. Me game. neither. Not at all. And I'm sure the Padres feel the same way. I mean, you basically you had to bring Hosmer in because the guy wasn't that guy. God, I mean, that is just one. That is one where you go and and see. This is the thing that drives me nuts about Ted. Ted Ted will always say, and I understand Ted's a Padre employee. Yes, it's not yes. fair to call out Ted on this, but Ted was always quick to call out Barry Bonds. You know that that's an easy, that's low hanging fruit. Yep, right there. And I heard him recently talking about the trade of Robbie Alomar for, for Tony Fernandez. Okay. But, and again, I get it. You're a Padre employee and Preller's still there. But nobody ever says, fuck, 
You gave up Trey. You gave up Trey Turner. Yeah. Think how many shortstops they've chased since Trey Turner left. Yeah, I mean that would be a guy. Now all of a sudden, if Turner's there, you're waiting for Tatis to come and play third, Urias at second, Hosmer at first, but, and you go, "Holy shit!" Holy shit! That's a really good infield. Holy really shit! Good. That's where an eight-year yeah. deal for Hosmer. You're yeah. like, why not? Yeah. How many Trey Turner jerseys would you see around Petco Park? That's man? the least of my fucking I'm just worries saying, right he's now. Your ro- he's Jesus. Your, he's your fucking rock star is what I'm telling you. Okay. He's your guy that every kid in San Diego who likes baseball saying, I got to get a Trey Turner jersey. I'm going to throw this iced tea on you. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. Why don't you bring up the fucking 30 different helmets we can serve. Ice cream in again? Yeah. <laughs> That's why Silvio stomped us. Still, <laughs> still a genius idea. People heard that shit. And they're like, we'll go listen to this fucking asshole. Talk Ray's about Aaron Andrews. I got to add in my collection. Get back in the kitchen. <laughs> this fucking creeper. And Here, we can't take that shit anymore. Here's the one thing I'll say about uh, Padre baseball, too, to me that I've noticed, because I haven't gone to one game in person. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the new video board anything else. I understand it's not the, the same size as the one in left field. It's a start. They'll it's ultimately start. have to fix yeah, it. Yeah, and they know it. Here's, here's They'll the, be like, there's a million we gave away. <laughs> but that's not it. BJ Upton money, but the, shit. <laughs> shit. Here's, here's the deal. The screen that protects the fans that, yeah. that now goes further down. It is thrown off my view on television. On television, I don't like it at all. Why? Whenever they show a view from, we have the, the game on right now where, as we're doing the show. Whenever they show up from the side, so there, there are two angles oh, you yeah. see all the time. The one that we're looking at right now is the camera from center field. Uh huh. Okay. Then they'll show the angle to the player's yeah. face. Okay. And right now they adjusted it from what they had. Right now they're up close on the player's face. But when they show it further back, when you're used to, it's right behind the screen. And so you're seeing the squares everywhere oh, up wow. and down your screen. It, it, it sucks. I'll be honest. As a viewer on TV. It, the cameras it, used to be inside the dugout. No, it, it's it's not. The cameras are the ones on a Fox Sports San Diego are behind the screen and you're you're just constantly seeing that screen in front of your in front of your camera. And so it's Well that's that's the, Mike Pomerantz yeah, who fucked the, that up. Mike Pomerantz's idea. That's it. It was Mike Pomerantz's idea. But that's only my, my, my minor complaint. I mean, it's been long enough. It's it's one of those things where the ball's rocketing into the crowd. Yeah. You used to say all the time, I got two Hate little it. kids, that freaks me out. Is it's almost amazing that someone's not killed once a week in Major League Baseball with all the games that go on. You're going, how is someone not killed once a week? Uh, it's one of the dumbest things going. Well, I think this too, Dave. And um, the other thing that that I always thought of when I was down there, not only my kids, we are people that are addicted to our phones. Yes, people are addicted to your phone, and you're looking down and you're tweeting or you're texting. Uh, you're looking at uh, Facebook, whatever. porn. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, seeing, you know, personal ads, seeing if you can find chicks on Craigslist that will help you out. And, right, all kinds of stuff. Yes. But everybody, you look down for a second, and you look down at the wrong second, and that bat or that ball comes flying into the stand. You don't, You just don't have time to react. No. My brother, uh, my brother-in-law played uh, adult league baseball. Good athlete. He's in his mid-50s right now. He's a runner, uh, played college football. I mean, he is a good athlete. They are season ticket holders, he and my sister. And pays attention to the game. And they sat behind first base. They're now down the third base line. A couple years ago, he absolutely, it broke his hand. Wow. Broke his hand, and he ended up, or uh, broke a finger, but he... 
ended up protecting people behind him that may not have been as alert, had the, the reflexes that he had, and people could have got hurt. I, I think it's great. I do. I, and I, I that's another thing. I mean, look, I know every team in baseball did it, but I appreciate Ron and Pete doing that. I, I just I think they're doing so many good things. We need to embrace these guys as owners. I don't know when we've had owners in any sport. I mean, John and Larry early on did a lot of good they things. They did. But but I like these guys, man. They they really are good. Well, another thing is they changed the the amount of visits to. I like that too. I, I do too. It was one of those where I was like, "This is dumb." I used to think that the best way to solve the problem to speed the game up, if that's what you want to do, if you're going to go out and um, and want to change pitchers, you know, after yeah. you hit your relief pitcher, you say, "Okay, here's the deal." If, if a guy comes in, he has to face finish the inning out. Meaning, mm-hmm. so if a lefty comes in, a lefty specialist, well, now you got to finish out to get three outs. Yeah. Or you got to yank the guy. You can't just sit there and go go talk. It was it's the the way they went about it was interesting. One of the things you saw get busted on was the third baseman come in at one of the games. That counts. And, and, well, yeah, to grab the rosin bag to just oh. put to grab the rosin bag to get it on his hands to make sure he makes an accurate throw. Well, that's a fucking mouth visit. Yeah, asshole. bitch. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? And then he can explain to the manager, sorry, I just fucked you, but I I, I always grab the rosin. Yeah, no, yeah. that I I'd absolutely call that if yeah. I'm the other team. Because I'm like he's chirping. Yeah, he's talking. We're gonna end that right now. There there can't be any gray area. Yeah. Well, how often do you see a guy walk out there to grab the rosin bag? Yeah. Never. Corbin Corbin Burnson, yeah. major league, when he says he's gonna fuck up Charlie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was justified. <laughs> but other than that, you get your ass back there. I think it's great, man. I like it because. It it's everybody talked about the Rich Eisen thing that Rich claimed, whether it was real or not, that they had talked about that if you were the team that was down in the ninth inning, you'd have the opportunity to put up your any three guys you wanted. Yeah. That's just That's ridiculous. It's just stupid. But um but this this mound visit thing, I think it's fun. I really do. I, I've enjoyed it already. Because you're like, all right, well, when are you going to use it? And how often are you going to use it? And how many you leave in your pocket, right? I yep. mean, shit, man, you got a guy getting shellacked early. It's going to happen. Shit will probably happen to the pods. Where you go, we got a guy who can't get out of the second inning. Okay, well, now I got to go use a mound visit. Well, I don't necessarily have the guy. I mean, we got rid of Chris Young. So now I don't have a guy warming up that can give me five and two-thirds to get me into the middle. I'm going to be shot. I'm going to be absolutely <laughs> shot. I mean, I guess the only thing you can do is just have guys warming up and start the yeah. inning, right? Yeah, that, 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 that's it. It's, it's really funny that they went around this, this angle to speed up the game. I'm, I'm one of those guys in New York who never complained about the length of a game. No, it's baseball. If you complain it's, about the length of the yeah. game, you should get the hell out of the game. Yeah, exactly. And to me, baseball is fantastic. Both of us are giant baseball fans. You and I were talking about it earlier today before we even did the podcast, how excited we are that baseball season's even here. Love I mean, it. It, it's absolutely incredible. Um, want to ask you a couple things. Uh, Gary Shandling, this TV deal. I don't know if you've watched it. You I don't have me, HBO right oh, now. Shit. i got to find a way to get HBO now. I'm, I'm trying to figure out this is the thing I want you, okay. and I'm glad you mentioned that. And then I, I want to ask you about Gary Shandling. I have an LG smart TV. Okay. I now have a Sony 
like upscale 4K Blu-ray player, but I can't find a way to get the HBO. All I want to get is HBO now, um, where I can just get it and I can watch it on my phone because I'm not home that much. But I want to get it and be able to watch it on my phone. I have a tablet and do all these different things. But when I get home, I have a beautiful 54-inch LG 4K smart TV. And whether it's uh, Gary Shandling or there was something. Oh, the Andre the Giant thing. Yes, coming out. The Andre the Giant thing's coming out. Ho-ho head. Ho-ho head. Ho-ho head. Me and my buddy Ben, we do that all day long. <laughs> That'll be on uh, a week from tonight. Yeah, can't wait. But why can't I? Um, why can't I find the HBO now? Like I got Crackle and all this other bullshit that I never watch. <laughs> how the hell do I just get the HBO I, now? I don't now? know how it works. Now I know a lot of people are telling me they're getting rid of Directv and Cox and everything else, and they're going that YouTube TV. And I think you can you can access it through that way. Like it's crazy crazy and expensive to do it. And that okay. might be what you need through your tablet. I don't know. If anyone knows the answer, tweet it to us. Let us yeah. know what, what you're doing because everyone's like they're smarter than me and trying to figure it out. Yeah. I'm still the guy that pays a ton in, in bills every month because I haven't figured out how to get it cheaper. All right. So I don't have – where I'm at right now, we have Spectrum. Okay. So when you had DirecTV, you got the extra innings package free for a week. Spectrum didn't do that. Okay. So I didn't get to watch – I mean, I've been watching Padre games – but uh, but I didn't get that, and then um, I don't have HBO where I'm at, and it's funny because I loved Shanling. Darren tweeted out the other day that he thought the Zen Diaries, the Jet Apatow two night thing was great. Did you watch the I, whole? I've watched the whole thing, and it's long. I mean, it's it's uh, two parts. It's like okay. two and a half hours each part. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot. But I'm telling, you, I'm, a, I'm a big Gary Shanling fan. Me too. I, I was trying to think about it. As uh, I was watching it going, I don't think there's a comedian that I quote more than Gary Shandling. It was stuff that I remember over the years yeah. of going, fuck, that was, that's a funny line. When you, every time I've gone looking for a house, I always think of Gary Shandling. When Gary Shandling says he was looking for a house when he first moved to Los Angeles, and they said, you know, this is going to be $250,000. And he goes, for 250000 when I open the curtains, I better see breasts pressed against the window. Yeah. You know, and so he always had, had <laughs> one of the lines he had was he thinks in prisons they need to make the bars go horizontal. That way you can fat shame them. The prisoners into looking fatter than they really are. <laughs> but he, 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 he was so quick. He was so, yeah. it was so interesting watching not only how he put the jokes together, it was, it was very sad at times. And what he went yeah. through it was very funny. It was, uh, it was incredible to watch a guy that was better than everybody else. And then he would dare you to be better. And so if you worked with you, let's say, Jeff, you were a writer on the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. And you said, well, hey, Sunday, on a Sunday, I'm going to take my kids to Disneyland. Fuck, you aren't committed. I'm going to have to get rid of you. I mean, wow. like he was that serious about his craft, and you better be able to keep up with him. And he yeah. wasn't always easy to work with. And it was it was interesting that friendships fell apart or relationships fell apart. But it, it, it was extremely sad at certain points. I won't ruin it for you, but the whole part with his brother and everything else is uh, was an incredible story that you go, wow, that's an incredible childhood. I remember as a kid, um, we came out here. We did a family vacation to California. It's kind of when everything started. And so probably a little older than my sons are now, but it was one of those things where on vacation you could just you could stay up late, right? Yeah. As a kid. 
And I remember seeing him on like uh, the Tonight Show. Tonight Show. And he was telling this story, and like it's so funny, and I've looked for it on YouTube, and you can never find it, or I could never find it. But he told this story about going to the beach as a kid, and I think he talked about his Uncle Morty wanting him to ride on his shoulders and how this guy had hairy shoulders, and it was so creepy and funny. Uh, what's funny, I loved him. I thought he was great. I never really got the Gary Shandling show, like on Fox. Yeah. Like, I, like I liked that he knocked down the wall and talked to the TV. Yeah. But I didn't find like that was must-see TV. But when the Larry Sanders show started and working in talk radio, um, I found, even though it was a TV talk show, that was so goddamn good. Rip Torn was so great on that show. Jeffrey Tambor was so yeah. great on that show. Janine Garofalo, where you go, yeah. there's so many things where you're like, Janine Garofalo, shut up. <laughs> but fantastic. Yeah. And they have everybody in this thing. Penny Johnson, yeah, who was, uh, they were all, that whole cast was so great. And then you found out that he was banging the really hot blonde yeah, chick. That was his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't yeah. act worth a shit, but God, she was great looking. And then he fired her as soon as they broke up, and then she sued him for a million dollars and won. Really? Yeah. Is she on this? She's in it too, a lot. She's Today? In it, she's in it. She's in. Yeah, she's in it a lot. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked uh, because because of his brother. I won't ruin it, the whole thing, but because of his brother passing away, he was broken. Well, I'm saying, ruined. Any, well, Spoiler alert. Anyone, <laughs> I won't ruin it. I'll just tell you he dies. Well, well, everyone knows his brother died. But he, no, we but, didn't. But he says, basically, he used to tell her because of his, his feeling was anything that you loved, you weren't going to get to keep. You're just going to break your heart. Because of what happened to his brother, he couldn't commit to her and have kids with her. And He was so afraid of if he carried the same gene of what his brother had. Of cystic fibrosis, who's afraid of having a kid and said, "What if my kid only lives to thirteen oh years God. old?" But she's in it a lot. It was, it was again. It was, it was very sad. It was yeah. very funny. It was, he was very much alone. Um, but it was honestly one of the best things I've ever seen out of anything I've ever Judd seen Apatow on TV. Was good. Judd Apatow did it as 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 kind of an honor to him and how much yeah. Gary Shandling meant to his career. But it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Wasn't he really tight with Sarah Silverman? She's in it a lot too. God, she's fucking hysterical. Yeah, she's in it a lot too. See, I think Sarah Silverman's great. Driving to work today, Kathy Griffin was on with Stern. God damn, man. I don't get it with Kathy Griffin. And she's so bitter and angry because everybody... Because the Trump thing fucked her? Yeah. You know, holding up the, the bloody Trump head. Klein's like, are you serious? Yeah, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, But it's like, I just, I listen to her and I go, I just, I don't get it. And, I mean, she's just, she's mad at everybody, right? Everybody, Anderson Cooper fucked her over. Andy Cohen fucked her over. Everybody fucked her over. Like, nah, you fucked yourself over. She did. I mean, use your, use your head, man. What do you think the reaction was going to be to that? But um, I just, I listened to that driving up today, and I go, uh, I just like, God, stop. Yeah. But I, I want to ask you this. So Kathy Griffin was on today. I couldn't take it. Yeah. I want to ask you about this guy, because I find this guy fascinating. Where did he come in on Geraldo? 
Geraldo I find fascinating too because Geraldo loves being Geraldo. Geraldo loves being Geraldo. And Geraldo's been Geraldo for what 30 years at least, you know, well-known guy forever. Geraldo's really a bizarre guy. I mean, he is, right? He, he's okay, he's part of like seven different religions. <laughs> like Married claims, five times. Yeah, he claims to speak eight million languages. He's 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 Jewish, he's Puerto Rican, he's Catholic, he, he's everything. I mean, he's he's the everything guy, so he feels like I can give an opinion on this because I'm everything. I don't know, he might just be a big bullshit artist. But I couldn't turn that off. Yeah. I, I think he's Was Geraldo good? I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought he Remember was Remember Geraldo got his ass kicked on Stern? Like You're like almost rooting for him. Geraldo must be able to fight. Frank Stallone beat the shit Frank out Stallone of him. Frank Stallone beat the shit out of him. I, I remember when my favorite Geraldo thing, I've I've got two Geraldo things. Yeah. Um, when he got the chair in the face with the white nationalists. Yeah. And and that was great. Roy Innes. That's right. But then when he did the interview with uh, Charles Manson, and Charles Manson kept telling him how he was going to stick him. <laughs> he's like, and Geraldo was like, watch it. Like he was going to fight him. <laughs> watch it. And you're like, Geraldo's always like, he he thinks he's a tough guy. Yeah, he's not. No, but, but I, like, I think Geraldo should get, you know, he gets credit. I mean, he always acts like he's such a victim. He's talking about how he went and. No, put himself in in the war zone. He's got a new book out. Okay, but I still find him. I think he's great. I do like it when Geraldo's standing there in Katrina or in the floods or anything else. Look, it. Let's. To me, it's not like the guy at Fox is going, Geraldo. We need you there. It's Geraldo calling Fox, yeah. going, "You need me there." Yeah. And they're like, all right, well, fucking go. We can't send Shep Smith down it's like, there. It's like, it's like uh, Marty. Chargers are playing the Browns on Christmas Day. I got to be there. They didn't, Just like Darren said, we didn't send her to Cleveland. Yeah. She got on the plane and went to Cleveland. Yeah, but Marty isn't the one saying, <laughs> pat me on the back. No, she did not at all. She doesn't. But she Geraldo's like, pat me be. on the back. Right. That's the difference. It's red light Geraldo. But I will say that when he gets there, he does a great job of telling the story. Yeah. I like him a lot. I, I do. You probably like, really? No, I do. I like him a lot. I think I would like him more if he didn't. You know who he reminds me of, Dave? And you're not going to like this at all. Okay. <laughs> he reminds me of the Garv. You son of a bitch. You, you're a son of a bitch. Shut your goddamn mouth and let <laughs> me finish. Christ. Now, look at your fucking picture Fuck. I got to look at every day of you and Garv. <laughs> and a couple of jerks picture down here. As much as you give me shit, by the way, about the Dodgers, I do have three Padre things right there. I don't think of any Dodgers shit right there. You got a picture with you and the Garv. Yeah. Got Garvey plate. Got Tony Gwynn over there. Um, I like the Garv like I like Geraldo. I do. I like the Garv a lot. What bums me out, I won't say what I don't like, what bums me out about the Garv is what bums me out about Geraldo. They're both so quick to have to tell you how great they are. And, yeah. and what they did, and what and I, I shouldn't say how great they are, but what they've accomplished. And you're like, just calm the fuck down, okay? <laughs> I know the resume. I can handle this. Maybe they don't feel everyone else knows the resume the way you know the resume. I know. So they got to stay relevant all the time till the yeah, day they die. That bums me out because Garf should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Geraldo has done enough good things to overcome... 
the Al Capone vault. Yes. Holy shit. But every time you tell me, hey, you know, I did this. Hey, you understand? I was a three-time All-Star. Hey, those bumper stickers that said, you're not my padre, they were talking about me. <laughs> um, every time you, you do that, I'm like, yeah, I know. I got it. Calm down. Okay, coach? Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. But um, but I like Garvin. and yeah. I like Geraldo. But I, I just sat there and I go, uh, if you stopped promoting how great you were, this interview would be fantastic. Uh, but the whole it, way it was like that. I haven't heard it yet. If, I'll hear it this week. Well, I would say this, Dave. Let's put it this way. If you were flying, let's determine how long a flight. I'm going to give you three different flights, okay? Okay. Flight to Vegas, a flight to New York, and a flight to China. Flight to Vegas is what? Hour. 45 minutes? Yeah, 45 minutes probably. All right. Flight to New York is five and a half yeah. hours. Flight to China is what? 17 hours. Yeah. Okay, let me give you two people, and you tell me if you could sit next to them on this flight and have a conversation. Okay. Uh, Geraldo and Kathy Griffin. Could you talk to Kathy Griffin for an entire flight from here to Vegas? Oh, yeah, I could. 45 minutes with Kathy Griffin, no problem. Telling you about how great she is? <laughs> I could do it. I could make 45 minutes. Go ahead. Could you deal with Kathy Griffin from here to New York? Five and a half hours of her talking. No, five and a half hours is a long ginger. time. ginger. Yeah, that's a Breathing long fucking onion. time. Yeah, that's a long fucking time. Breathing latte all yeah. over your face. <laughs> and then how about Kathy Griffin from here to China? No way in hell. She wouldn't make it to China. No, even if she offers you a handy I'd, I'd, under the blanket, you know she'd be I'd pull that move in commando. Assuming you were but Schwarzenegger single. just threw the elbow back and broke the guy's neck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Kathy Griffin, yeah. you say, I'm in for Vegas. I, I couldn't take any one of the three. <laughs> I couldn't take... So hold on. If Kathy Griffin's walking down the aisle, you're going to Vegas, okay? And she's sitting next to you and she's asked for a blanket. I'm fucking. Are you, go, are you going, Jesus Christ? As soon as she sits down, even if there's an open seat between us, I'm ringing the fucking light. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. I need to fucking go. I need to fucking go. As soon as she sits down, just Move going, it. fuck me. Fuck. I know you knew Joan Rivers. She died too early. Can I fucking get out of here? Jesus Christ. I'd rather sit next to fucking Emo Phillips than fucking sit next to... I'd rather sit next to Weird Al and hear that fucker sing his shitty songs. All right, here we go. Ready? I'll give no, you... No, hang on. Okay, I got another... I want to throw a scenario at you. Go ahead. All right, so I just said no. K Kathy Griffin, I couldn't take it. All right, now let me ask you about Geraldo. Could you sit next to Geraldo from here to Vegas? Yes, easy. Geraldo here to New York? I could. Geraldo here to China? No. Yeah, 18 hours may warm me yeah. up, but I could definitely do the first two. All right, here we go. I'll give you a choice here. Okay. Kathy Griffin mm -hmm. from here to New York or Amy Schumer from here to San Francisco. I couldn't stand either one of them. <laughs> either you got to take a train to San Francisco by yourself or you got to be on a flight for an hour and 15 minutes with Amy Schumer. Fuck no. I'd take a fucking trailways. It's to be between two chicks from IB. Then she always hasn't worked in 30 years. <laughs> I'd sit between two chicks bus. that just got off a fucking 12-hour shift at the fish market in IB. And fucking sit next to Amy Schumer for a 45-minute flight. I can't fucking stand either one of those two. Not a fucking chance.
I'd rather watch Vera take a shower than sit next to Amy Schumer on a flight. <laughs> Jesus. It's wandering. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, let me hear this one. Amy Schumer from here to Chicago on a flight. Yeah. Or leaves her fryer and Vera in a porn for, th- for an hour. Oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> Jesus. You're the guy who thought it, but I'm the sick fuck. <laughs> All right. right, Jesus. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this right now. Would you rather listen to Amy Schumer's book on tape or have a tranny dominatrix show up at your front door? Oh, my gosh. Wearing a pinstripe suit. I'd be calling, coming, clowning, and asking for a ride to the Coronado Bridge. Forget it. Jesus. Neither one. Good Lord. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this thing has gone way off the tracks. <laughs> Jesus. Mike Lickenhouse <sighs> is like, nope. <laughs> right now, there are a lot of people in town laughing their asses off. <laughs> Guarantee it. All right, you ready to get out of here? Yeah. All right, let's get, so. let's get the fuck out right. of here. All right, well, we'll, we'll tell Last you exactly. Last week, I was our final. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I want to apologize for the ending of that last podcast. <laughs> it's great when I have fucking malaria. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I want to thank Brian Sorry. Curry. Brian Curry, of He's course. He's like, thanks. Thanks, asshole. Nice transition tickets. <laughs> yeah, great. Perfect. Leisure <laughs> Fry and Beer in a porno. <laughs> Tranny dominatrix, and and our friend Brian Curry's here. If you're in the market, you're buying, selling, you're looking for a house, Brian Curry's your guy. He is the number one real estate guy in San Diego. We love him. He's been around for more than 20 years. Look, he is the only guy you should be contacted to. Everybody has a real estate license in San Diego, but only a few people are successful in going through the real estate market. You name the part of San Diego County, he will get you there. Whether it's Tula Vista, East County as well, North County, even IB, Jeff, even no. IB, he will take care of you. Nothing about City Heights in there, but I bet if you, you ask, say pretty please, he'll find you something there as well. Brian Kerr is your guy, 619-251-1588. Dave, we have an email regarding Brian Kerr, and it reads, Guys, I recently moved here from the Bay Area, but unfortunately, I will not be able to stay here as long as I originally intended. Can Brian Curry help me sell my house? Signed, Kevin K. <laughs> In Kearney Mesa. Hi, Kevin. Great email. Thanks so much. Yeah. If you came down here and you brought three friends and you fucked them over and each one of you got to get out of your house because you didn't even have time to make your first mortgage payment, nobody can help you faster than Brian Curry. <laughs> Brian Curry is your guy. Again, Brian Curry, realestate.com, 619-251-1588. Brian Curry, by the way. Ryan Barkley and Blake and Travis, they're all supposed to see us on Sunday night they as well. Better, we better yes. see all of them. Absolutely. Speaking of Blake and Travis, the guys at Happy Plumbing, they're the guys you're going to need to call when you least expect it. 619-433-4943. 619-433-4943. Happyplumbing.com. They're the guys that can help you out when you need that plumber. Don't try and do it yourself. You're going to make a mess. It's going to cause a lot more problems than you think. Not everybody's a plumber, but Blake and Travis sure are. Look, upfront flat pricing, no travel charges. 
just courteous, uniform professionals, licensed and insured. The guys at Happy Plumbing, they do it right. I was laughing, telling a friend of mine the other day uh, about getting those drains cleaned. Yeah. And now everybody's like, holy cow. But you know what it is, Dave, for me, I look at there's so many different things that need to be done and have to be done. But why not just have them come over and just kind of take a look around? I, I was talking to my old neighbor about the issues we had with the main light. God, who was just, we're just sharing that story the other day about what happened uh, where the pipes broke. And oh my God, there's so many crazy things with plumbing that can happen. And look, plumbing is a lot different than, oh, uh, you know what? Uh, when Darren came down the other night. Yeah. Uh, Darren was running a little late because he had a nail in his tire. It came out, he had a nail in his tire. That sucks for everybody because now you got to go and get the tire fixed. But I think Darren would agree. You would agree. I would agree. All of us would agree. I will take a nail in the tire over an, a bad drain or an overflowing toilet or anything else. You're like, God damn, I'll do that any day of the week. As our friend Sam Bass said, if the plumbing's working, I'm happy. Of course. Uh, I, I tried to change the name to Happy Ending Plumbing, yep. where we never jerk you around. They've turned that down. <laughs> but right now, if you have any plumbing issues, I can't wait to see Blake and Travis. These guys are great. We couldn't be more thrilled that they're part of the team. Again, as Jeff just mentioned, $99 drain cleaning any drain. $99 drain cleaning any drain. Happyplumbing.com. And the big story, of course, the next time you see us, the next time you hear us, we expect you to come out Sunday night. To Cali Comfort. Yep, going to be great. Cali Comfort in Spring Valley right there on Troy Street. Come out. WrestleMania gets going at four. By the way, it couldn't be more family friendly. Well, at least the WrestleMania part. Uh, we will try to be careful. If we see families out there, we will be aware of it. It doesn't mean we will be completely G-rated, but we will try our best. Uh, right on Troy Street, WrestleMania is scheduled to start, I think, somewhere around four o'clock. Uh, Dave and I plan on flipping the mics on somewhere between 6 and 6.30. We plan to go for an hour, hour and change. Uh, and then we'll get it wrapped up. We'll watch John Cena and The Undertaker. We'll watch Ronda Rousey. And more importantly for us, it'll be an opportunity to thank you all for the support that you have made uh, this podcast as visible as anything we've ever done in this market. Um <laughs> Again, I don't know if Scott Kaplan's coming out. He's invited. I don't know if Darren, Darren said he may show up. He's obviously invited. Mike Costa's invited. Anybody who listens to it, if you listen, radio, please come out. Yes. We, we have no axe to grind with anybody. If you're on any of the local stations, we would love to see you. Uh, just come on out, especially the on-air people. If you can take a seat, we'll have extra mics. And you want to visit for five minutes, man, we'll put you right on it. I believe Jim Trotter is going to be out with Perfect. us. Stevie Woods will be out. And I've heard a rumor that Stevie Woods may bring his new intern, Little Sweatpants. Oh, that's great. Little Sweatpants might be out doing interviews with people in the crowd. We'll see. But uh, we just couldn't be more thrilled. It, it has been uh, – Dave's probably laughing because I fought the idea of this podcast forever – and I, I just, it, it's obviously a blast. So uh, come on out, be a part of it. Bring any of your friends, uh, unless you're a weirdo, don't bring them. But uh, yeah, we'll look forward to it. <laughs> if you're a weirdo, you don't know you're a weirdo. You know who I hope shows up? I hope that crazy old fucker Leisure Fire shows up. Because you know he's about on his last leg. 
Let's see that old fucker. Maybe we can just bury him right there. Maybe we can just bury him in the back patio at Cali Comfort. Um, but I know miserable Padre fans coming out. Any of those guys, yes. man. Brady, whoever. Any of you guys that listen to this, please come great out and be a part of it. We look forward to seeing all of you. It's going to be a great night. Absolutely. We'll see you Sunday night, everybody. Thank you. It hurts so bad it's been so